HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Hey, 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 I'm Jimmy Carboni from Beer Sessions Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. to eat your words on heritage radio network i'm your host a little um <clears throat> frog in my throat in there um kathy airway and this is uh, a gorgeous day and it's the middle of summer actually we're winding down here it's august so if anyone's getting a little bit um i don't know a little bit tired of the same old cooking routine um, and are definitely looking for something fresh, exciting, colorful, and bountiful with all the great local produce, um, you might be thinking about Thai cuisine. However, Thai cuisine can be a little tricky to make. Um, actually, a friend of mine recently told me that she took a cooking class in Thailand, and um, she was just a little overwhelmed by all the pastes and all that stuff that you have to make for it. So I'm really excited to have on a veteran cookbook author, Um, She is a Thai food expert. She's written over 10 books um, about Asia and uh, stir fries. And her first book uh, was Real Thai Cooking that came out in 92. Her her next book was Vegetarian Thai Cooking. And we have that right off the press from Robert Rose. It's simply Vegetarian Thai Cooking. Um, And it's Nancy McDermott. She's in the station. Oh, it's so good to be here on a beautiful day. Thank you. Sorry, I'm a a little under the weather these days. Hopefully a little bit of Thai food will wake me up. uh, Lemongrass soup, it Mm -hmm. it has the cure that you need. I think Tom Yum Soup is like (laughs) one of those magical (laughs) elixirs. exactly. Galanga, lemongrass. I got to tell you, I tried to make a vegetarian version. I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, I was just, you know, kind of spitballing here. (laughs) And it wasn't that good. So I'm really inspired by your clever clever hacks here well check out check out the soups chapter because that's mm-hmm. that's one that i said this has to be in here because mm-hmm. it's 
It's a quintessential dish, and it's it's not the tom yum gung is the the classic one, shrimp and lemongrass soup. But it's not the shrimp that make it wonderful to me. It's the galanga and the lemongrass and the lime juice and the chilies. Uh, and the, you know, just the um, the tangy, sharp flavors. So right. you can do that and have it be vegetarian, and it, it comes out wonderful. I totally agree with you. It's about the sour and and heat and the herbs. Yes, those, and if you can get wild lime leaves, which are used to be very difficult to find nowadays, you find them often at a Whole Foods market or at an Asian market. Question or, from yes. your lime tree. From my lime tree, which I order it's, a lime tree online, and then you have them all year round. I, I and see. it's happy inside in the winter. That's, I see. That's, that's an indulgence that I did mm-hmm. probably about four years ago. So I personally am never out of lime leaves. But they freeze beautifully. Yeah. That's something to buy if you're at an Asian market. And keep in hand and just drop those into the curry or into the soup. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good quintessential stuff. Um, so, Nancy, you spent three years living in northern Thailand. Um, uh, actually, northeastern Thailand. Okay. Uh, Pakistan is the, um, the the region that borders uh, Cambodia on the south and Laos on the wow. um, on the west. And um, uh, I was in the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. I was actually two years in Surin Province, which is famous for the Elephant Roundup. <laughs> and uh, northeastern food is really. Uh, earthy and robust and rustic. You know, a lot of the Bangkok food is more fancy, and they, you know, they have plenty to work with. And northeastern food is uh, green papaya salad and mm-hmm. sticky rice, and um, you know, some of those pesky pastes that can be <laughs> that can yeah. be hard to do. But there's so much. The like the classic Thai salad is um, the seasonings are uh, sugar, lime juice, dried chilies. Um, and and sal- something salty, and if it's vegetarian, if it's not vegetarian, fish sauce, mm-hmm. and those sharp and tangy and sweet flavors tossed with anything. It, it's just this incredible right. bright thing that you can do in two minutes. And you know, once you start cooking this way, you don't have to have my recipe. You can kind of say, yeah. "Oh, this would be good with it." I could. I'm going to just give this a little flavor notion. It's kind of an attitude toward food, almost more than recipes. Hmm. That's so true. And I'm thinking right now, I'm like, cucumbers, tomatoes. I want to go home and make that right now. (laughs) Right. And then things that Thais don't really use, like corn. So we've we've got all this incredible corn at this point in the summer, and you uh, cut the, you know, cook corn on the cob and eat it that way with butter or or olive oil or whatever you want, and then make too much and cut it off the cob, and then toss that with chopped cucumbers and chopped tomatoes, the ones, Mm. the edges of tomatoes. Of course, you take the big tomatoes and make a tomato sandwich Mm -hmm. with mayonnaise, salt and pepper. I'm from the South. Uh, Mm -hmm. But you've got those tidbits, you know, the top and the bottom that won't fit on the sandwich or or little cherry tomatoes or sun gold tomatoes and toss those all together with the corn. And, you know, there's this bright, yummy, delicious, good for you thing that just lives in the fridge that you pull out whenever it's time to eat Mm -hmm. and you feel like it's too hot to cook. Um, you have this wonderful cow yum rice salad, southern style, you write. Um, that is, um, and that's that southern Thailand, not, not my southern North Carolina southern, but <laughs> southern Thailand. And th- that's the kind of dish which, even when you, so when I was looking at ta- traditional Thai cuisine, and I say, okay, a vegetarian version, we're leaving out the fish sauce, which is in everything except desserts. Mm-hmm. But it's really there, it's there for salt. So yeah. the first thing you do is think of a dish, how does it work, add salt uh, for that flavor, and you know, in so many cases, that works perfectly. This is a dish that is just as good. It's not based on meat. There's dried, salt, salty, dried shrimp are in there, but it's easy to leave those out. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at all the flavors you've got Toasted without coconut, that. Toasted coconut, you got lemongrass, 
bean sprouts. It's it ginger, sounds really little wonderful. Cubes of ginger, little cubes of lime, just where you rice, take the meat of lime, chop salad. it up. And, uh, and you and there's a tamarind sauce, and you just sort of toss all those together at room temperature, and it's just, it's just Mouth a rainbow watering. of flavors. It's so good. I love that you say that it's about an attitude, not these certain like cookie cutter dishes like right. we seem to have in European fashion. Um, and so you know when you go to like something like like pock pock for instance, and people are like, well, what is egg salad? Is that like a thing? And like, and then you realize <laughs> that it's like. Yeah, I mean, it's the style of cooking and, like, this dressing has these ingredients, but it's, it's as, I don't know, it's it's hard to explain if you're not, if you're from, I guess, more of a kind of like, this is the way to make pad thai. (laughs) Pad thai usually has red peppers, so I must have red peppers to put in it or something. (laughs) Yes, people see lime leaves, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to buy dried lime leaves because I can't find fresh. Uh And I say, no, 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 (laughs) they have no flavor, they have no aroma. It it doesn't make, you know, that's why the, the word authentic, I think, is just such a you know, a a path paved with thorns because that's not, you know, nothing is the same. And so if if you're wanting to make um, that salad and you, you know, you don't have lime and use lemon, you know, it's Mm -hmm. Thai, Thai culture is very in the moment and let's find joy let's get along let's celebrate where we are right now and you know it's it's not there is no escoffier the the cuisine (laughs) is not you know is not codified and people are not going around policing your yum (laughs) even i i certainly started out that way because it was you know you know i thought oh i have to know something that nobody else knows Mm -hmm. and now i think more it's like how what is a thai attitude about food and how can we you know sort of embrace that and of course it's how everything worked before probably fanny farmer and a certain you know home economics approach it was before dang escoffier (laughs) (laughs) Um, no i that sounds right up my alley and if if anyone else sounds uh feels like that sounds up their alley definitely check out this book um I love that you have some some dishes that are just sort of like Thai style, you know, kale salad. You have that. That's hey, good idea. <laughs> and it's it's not Thai. Thais love their greens, you know the, mm-hmm. um, and so there's there's spinach, there's water spinach, there's uh, bok choy, and all kinds of greens get stir fried just with oil, garlic. The greens go in, salt, pepper, maybe a little bit of sugar, and maybe a tiny mm-hmm. bit of water just to make it. So you've got this pile of gorgeous emerald green greens, and just a thin liquid around it that with rice you can do that with anything mm-hmm. kale they don't have it's more of a cold weather plant um so when this is a uh, a new version of the book that i did in 1997 yes. so i said okay i need about 10 new recipes because it needs to be a little mm-hmm. bit bigger than it was and i said i've got to do a kale salad because mm-hmm. that's you know kale is something that now we love it's good for us and i thought about it and i said it's a yum it's it you know the idea of massaging kale mm-hmm. any yum any thai salad is is the word yum means to sort of mash thing, mash the flavors together. I so see that it's, it's a massage kale yeah, salad. Yeah. So it's, it's like it's, it didn't come from there, but it goes from it. You know, <laughs> didn't come with it, but it goes with it. So, That's so worked funny. perfectly. Yeah, kale really absorbs a lot of good stuff. Yes. Oh gosh, next time I'm going to be like, can you just please yum up that kale? <laughs> yes. Can you yum that yum is piece a verb. Of, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, and it it it. It produces yummy results. Yes. Exa- yeah. the, the pun there, it's very uh-huh. tight. It's almost like it was invented to be funny in English, <laughs> but it's not. 
Um, so you mentioned that um, here in the introduction that you went to Thailand um, teaching um, for the Peace Corps and um, teaching a bunch of adolescents. Yes, seventh and eighth so, grade. So um, not not exactly cooks. No, <laughs> and you didn't really glean that much about like cooking when you were there, but you you did also, and then yes. so you kind of went like went back, hash your memories and. This is before you thought you were going to be a food writer, of course. Exactly. I, I was 20, probably 24 when I went, and I just couldn't eat enough, fast enough. And there I was with time on my hands and neighbors and friends and cooks and people who could teach me. It didn't occur to me that I would want to know. You know, mm-hmm. I just said, wow, this is so, I was living in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it was really when I w- went home and moved back to Greensboro, North Carolina, and I was hungry for Thai food. And I said, I made a big mistake because I didn't learn how to do this. But I had a couple of English language cookbooks, and I went to um, an Asian market that was called the Oriental Store uh, in Greensboro in 1978. And it was Korean-run, but they had jasmine rice, they had red curry paste, canned coconut milk, um, dried galanga, um, palm sugar, all the fish sauce, all the things that I needed to do a basic um, you know, a basic, and then and then there's so much that you get at the grocery store or or at the farmers market. You really yeah. need limes, and you need garlic, and you need shallots, and you need chilies, mm-hmm. and those are, you don't need to get those from an Asian flavors. store. Yeah, Exa- exactly. Those are things that should just live in your kitchen all the time, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because they should be things that you play with. Um, so I really put it together for myself, um, and, and you know, and to cook for friends and so forth from a home kitchen. And then when I started writing and teaching, then I went back with a notebook. And started asking questions and being a detective. And I found, you know, after I despaired that I hadn't taken notes then, I really had a lot of knowledge and insight like a child. You know, I had just grown up. My my students cooked. Mm -hmm. So I had students living with me, very typical kids who lived too far away to, you know, commute, Uh to commute back and forth every day. And they brought rice to the teacher. That was their contribution. And I paid for, you know, things like for them to go on the field trip or, you know, an extra... Um, you know, a, a, a soccer jersey or, or something. You know, that's just an old, uh, an old arrangement. And they cooked the home traditional uh, Khmer and Thai food that that they had grown up with. So that's so I was eating home food, not right. you know, not fancy restaurant right. food. And I, I love to go to a Where restaurant it, and it's all foo foo and pretty. But it's like that's not what Thai people, Thai people don't come in from the post office or the railway station or the school and you know, and, and decorate. It's like they're hungry. It's like cook the rice, here's the soup, here are the things that go with it. It just needs to be delicious and there need to be a lot of varied, wonderful flavors. That sounds great. Yes, and it's a, such a natural way to learn yes. about a cuisine. Because exactly. I also imagine in the restaurants they would sort of um, uh, Europeanize things maybe a little bit, or who knows? A what? whole lot more. I mean, we're, this is a vegetarian cookbook, so mm-hmm. it's not so much of an issue. But the thing that I noticed when I came back was that the amount of meat was doubled. So if I ordered fried rice, it would be half half thinly sliced pork, whatever it was. Wow. And it should be rice with a little handful. You know, it's, it's right, more like right, traditional southern. Exactly. You put, you know, some something into a soup to salt it up, but not to be the main. One of your hacks in this book was brilliant. The mushroom mince <laughs> instead of like a ground pork, little kind of wonderful, like spiced ground pork that you see sometimes in, or actually a lot in Thai cooking. Yes. How did you come up with that? It's well, I, I, I really, I felt like that's, you know, that's something which which it would really be sad not to have that because it's it's one of the oldest 
Um, it, it's not spicy. It's, it doesn't have chili peppers. And that, that combination of um, mashed together in a mortar and pestle uh, garlic and cilantro root Ooh. and black pepper is a tr- – and maybe a little bit of salt. That's a, that's a traditional seasoning, and that's often stirred into ground pork or mm-hmm. you know, some kind of meat. And, and when I see um, dishes that have that, like they're these little steamed tapioca dumplings that are mm-hmm. wrapped in a leaf, it's got that meat inside, sometimes with peanuts. And this, um, let's see, the pineapple bites where you've got a little, a little bundle of um, sweet and salty ground pork on top of a piece of uh, a chunk of pineapple. That's early in the book. Wow. They're, they're so delicious and they're really old. You know, it's, it's right. before chili peppers sort of came in. So that probably That's goes really back old. to 1700 or, or something. So um, and I was I wasn't really pursuing Thai food professionally, but I was, you know, was interested. I'd become, you know, a, I was working for a, um, a wholesale bakery and, you know, I was had my brief foray into being a caterer until I found out that is way too hard, (laughs) (laughs) way too much of the wrong kind of work for me. But I was looking at, you know, French cuisine for the first time. And I thought of Duxelles, which is, you know, mushrooms, chopped up, yeah, minced mushrooms uh, cooked in, I think in butter. And so, and so it's, you know, it's a seasoning paste that goes into a lot of things. So it's making the most of mushrooms. And I thought, that ought to be, you know, it doesn't have the firmness of texture, but it right. really carries the flavor. Yeah. And, you know, I, you can put all kinds of the, and, and so I mix that with uh, finely minced tofu, mm. and that makes a, a really good crumbly thing that seedling. carries those flavors. You know, if someone really loves the pork version, it's not going to work for them. But this book isn't for those people. It's for people who, you know, have decided to eat vegetarian food or to eat less meat. And here's an incredible way to take the 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 sculpture of that dish and make it something that's going to work for people who don't eat meat and add a lot of flavor too yes exactly amen and then um, you keep that in the fridge and mm, you pull it out and yeah. say oh i'm going to put this on Sandwich. toast i'm going to stir it into a salad dressing mm-hmm. i'm going to yes exactly brilliant all right let's talk much more right after the commercial break Market. Are you a locavore? Our Northeast Regional Forager for Whole Foods Market sure is. She spends her time traveling around the New York City metro area sourcing the best new or interesting artisanal and handcrafted local products for our purchasing teams at the local store level. Part of our commitment to our local suppliers includes assisting them with the process of getting their products sold at our stores. Whether it's suggesting packaging designs, pricing, or distribution methods, she's helping some of the area's best new products reach savvy shoppers at Whole Foods Market stores. Today, New York. Tomorrow, the world. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. 
All right, we're back with Nancy McDermott, the author of Simply Vegetarian Thai Cooking. Um, Nancy, this book was first printed in 1997, That's so right. this is the revamped reissue. And uh, your first cookbook was in 92, Real Thai Cooking. That's right. Um, I'm dying to ask, maybe for personal reasons, what was it like trying to shop around a Thai cookbook at that time? <laughs> it, w- it was a great lesson in... Um, in getting approval and the um, what other people's opinions meant to me, which was which was an opinion. I wanted you know people to agree and they like this and you know mm-hmm. this is good because other people say it's good. So I had because I had a friend who was in the publishing business, I had an agent, mm-hmm. and so I did this proposal. I felt like it was good, and she sent it out, and she called me up and said, "Well, well, this particular publisher said it was interesting, but." Thai food is over. You know, it's just too, you know, it's like, this was, you know, this was 19, 1989, yeah, yeah. 1990. Just this whole country, yeah, we're over it. Yeah, it was a thing, but it's not a thing. And we didn't have thing and thing then, but that, that was basically what they said. And I said, oh, I missed the boat. Oh, well, I, you know, oh, well. And then a few weeks later, she called and said, I showed it to so-and-so and they said, uh, it's not going to work. It's too obscure. I mean, nobody, it, yeah. it's too yeah. odd. People can't okay. find the things. Nobody's going to want to cook this food because yeah. it's too strange. And I had a little hissy fit because mm-hmm. how could both those things be true right this one is saying that it's Opposite. it's over it's it's boring it's too overexposed and this one is saying it's too strange and of course that's true all well, all i needed to do was find somebody who thought this is this i can sell this book mm-hmm. <laughs> you know this is good and this will work and looking for a match and you know you know and you know what i needed to do was decide this is i love this i want to do this and i'm going to keep going right. until i can find you know, find somebody who agrees with me and to make it, you know, a numbers game, not, you know, not oh, if, if they don't do it. Right. So that was that was a great, um, a great thing. And, you know, in anything I, I just it, it bothers me that we you know focus so much on, you know, what's hot and what's not and what's the number it's one crazy. restaurant. And, you know, we're very and I think I think it's Western. I think it's kind of male and I think it's certainly Western that like what's number one, what's the best and, you know, who's on top now and what's hot and something that is, you know, sometimes you get extra points for just being different. And it can be different and wonderful, but it can be different and just different. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always thinking, you know, I just put a speech bubble. So when people say this is good and this is bad and this is edgy and this is dead, I just think, in my opinion, they're saying I like this and I like that. I don't like that. In my opinion, this is what's important. In my opinion, that doesn't matter at all. Absolutely. And then I can just sort of have mine and they have own. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and I, I think that your books, uh, you're a real pioneer of, of this topic, and you've explored it in several different ways. And I, I think that, you know, these are evergreen books. They're never going to get, they're never going to lose their value. Um, so I'm really glad you did this reprinting. Um, and uh, we, we see tons of Thai cookbooks, too, nowadays. It never, it never ends. Yes, but. the editor who said that it was overexposed in 1991, mm-hmm. maybe, <laughs> maybe well, that's, that proved I, not to be true. Because this is so it's funny. wonderful food. You know, it, it also proves that the publishing industry hasn't changed much because <laughs> I encountered these things with the <laughs> food of Taiwan. Um, exactly. As well exactly. as confusion over whether that was Thai, Thailand. <laughs> but <laughs> I love Thai food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking of like exploring a vegetarian angle too. That that sounds pretty cool. Um, so I, I have to ask, what would you if you could do things differently? I guess you sort of answered that because you kind of plowed your own. Is that the answer? Like if you could go back and do something different, uh, did you try to universalize more than you would have wanted to at that time, or make it more accessible? 
for the that time's audience, whereas now maybe we're more familiar with things that we don't need to be handheld as much not really i mm-hmm. i i wanted to do you I mean for me it was it was kind of a missionary thing it, you know to yeah. me it was i went and i lived there and here's this home cooking so and it was authentic it's so, yeah so okay. i mean it was it was my authentic experience Interesting. now someone can look at it and say what you put peanut butter in the in the saute that's not authentic but it was i had a story that i wanted to tell which was you know, this food is wonderful wow. and you can cook it now, mm-hmm. you know, be- because I had started cooking it in my, in my apartment kitchen in Greensboro, North Carolina, working out of a, an Asian store that didn't have any fresh vegetables, the Oriental market, yeah. <laughs> 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 then, uh, you know, I knew that this could work in any ordinary kitchen. Yeah. If I, I you know, if I had studied in Thailand and, you know, come back in 1992 right. with incredible knowledge, I might've wanted to do something which really wasn't accessible, right, but right. the home cooking, I mean, I was, I'm so, I'm so touched that real Thai, my first book, real Thai is still in print and the the dishes are you know I wrote about dishes that are still there that haven't changed. Wow. Now you know in the interim there are all kinds of ingredients that you can get in Thailand. You can go to Thailand and find dishes that came along after me. This the stir fried the watercress with the the sort of deep fried watercress that's oh, a salad that's yum. I I never encountered that when, you hmm. know in 19, when I came home in 1978 that wasn't that a thing wasn't a yet thing. so. But the you know the the dried shrimp uh, relish with the peanuts and oh the lime gosh. juice, so is, good. It's like they were doing that then; they're doing it now. I so had it's, that in Kinkau in San Fran. Yes. Really oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. So so there's there's so many things that you know to still go to, and there's so many things that are familiar and and I mean now's the best time to be cooking this food. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. actually really excited because I when I taught cooking classes, I spent so much time describing what the ingredients would look like when they went to the you know, to the Asian market, and I knew a lot of them just yeah. just weren't going to go. Now you can cook out of a, a, a grocery store for a lot of basic things. So th- my first two books, Real Thai and Real Vegetarian Thai, I wrote. I was single. I'd been a Peace Corps volunteer, and I said, "This is how you make this dish." And I'm I'm very sympathetic about substitutions. I mean, I said you can yeah. use palm sugar or brown sugar, mm-hmm. um, lime leaves, no, because they don't have any flavor. But mostly, I, I you know I think you you know figure out how to do this. This is a this is a map. But if the bridge is out, you need to find another way to go. <laughs> um, but nowadays, very you can bold. go to a you can go to a supermarket. And um, after I had two children, I found that um, I. Even though I knew how to do it and I knew the Asian market and I wasn't scared, I didn't want to go to three grocery stores or or three shops. I didn't want to shop all morning Saturday for a dinner party. And so my quick, I have quick and easy Thai, quick and easy um, uh, Chinese. And these are everyday weeknight cooking. And in those I did adapt. You know, those are, these are Asian, these are traditional dishes that are very simple or Mm -hmm. they're streamlined versions. So in those quick and easy ones, I did, you know, think about. But that was the point. Exactly. Right. So real Thai was really, that was the point is to put out this authentic very cool. Um, and I have fish sauce in my bodega, by the way. But I'm in. <laughs> well, there you go. So <laughs> it's definitely gotten. We've 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 come around a lot. It's um, a thing, thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. Another thing. Um, speaking of, I guess the changing times. Um, you know, nowadays I, I I get a lot of cookbook. Um, a lot of cookbooks come my way, and um, uh, many of them are celebrities, um, a restaurant, a chef, a blogger. And you are a cookbook author, a cook, cooking teacher, and that's what you do. Right. And, that's my and, deal. That's and my jam. And you've done this for 10 <laughs> books, and yeah. they're all long-standing books. 
I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> we I, I think I've because I didn't, you know, I didn't have a, you know, a publicity team or anybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was no reason for anybody to look at me. It's always been subject driven, and I've written about things that are really exciting and interesting to me and different. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, and or you know, like Thai food was already there, but my, you know, my approach was. I really love home cooking. The most important thing to me is that people feel like they can go and cook this food and that I've recorded something about life. I mean, I, uh, my my real type, my first book had a regional approach. Right. So it's like, here's a you chapter. You learn about of, Chiang Mai. You learn about. Exactly. Coast. And they're eating sticky rice here. And in the mm-hmm. south, they're using more tamarind. And in the north, in, in the far north, they use brown sugar, brown mm-hmm. sugar, not you know, you know, just you know, just like my well, actually, what we have now is probably white sugar with molasses put in. But they use brown sugar because they can grow sugar cane. Uh, sugar palms are not so common there. Yeah. So in the south, they're using this, and in the north, they're using that. So I love finding out what's the same, what's different. You know, what's a little story. Um, you, you learn know, something, ex- yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. if, if food doesn't have a story, I'm really not very interested in it. I, I love to go to a restaurant and the chef does something fantastic and it's so delicious. But I don't want to go home and make that. That I want to go out and eat that for fun. But at home, I want to eat something that maybe that my grandmother made or that I, you know, experienced on a you know when I was traveling and I saw somebody roasting these peppers and then I want to say, can I do that at home? Can I have Absolutely. that when I'm not on the road? That's and what everyone I love. brings something yes. new to a dish. Of food and yes. and you don't have to be a celebrity to, to, to have that experience. So <laughs> that might saying. get in the way. <laughs> that might, might actually. You're right. You might not have time to do it the way that we do. And I, and mm-hmm. I don't want people to see you know, see what people do and say, "Oh my gosh, that's so fabulous! I could never do that." I want to say, "Look at this! You can do this!" And it's such a pleasure, and it's worth the trouble. It's worth washing the dishes. I just think cooking is good for us, and I think it brings us together. I think it's how we take care of ourselves and how we take care of other people. I saw that in Thailand. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in Taiwan. I've seen it in France. Mm-hmm. You know, that's those those things never change. Absolutely, and anyone can do it. You don't yes, have to be a chef. Exactly. That's what I like to say too. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. Oh, my and pleasure. I've learned a lot from this book, and also I'm I'm seeing a lot of similarities with the food of Taiwan. So Absolutely. Maybe, maybe there weren't that far off. <laughs> There's Thai food is a. Ch- there's a big mm-hmm. Chinese people migrated down from yes. China, and then all this Indian influence came up through the Spice Islands. So it's right. an incredible marriage of influences. So so many things Tropical. in common, so many things different. Spices, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. I look My forward pleasure. to more of your books. Oh, thank you. I thank- love your book so much. Thank you. <laughs> um, thanks, everyone at Heritage. We'll see you next week on Eat Your Words. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Whoa.